Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, if you thought that that first downturn in the market was going to bring us back down to the lows, well, you got to be quicker than that. This market pulled a quick one and said, you going to get that dollar? Nope, you ain't going to get it. Let's take a look. Welcome to At The Close. All right, it is time for pre-market prep at the close. Three consecutive highs opened, matched yesterday's low, and then once it took out there, that's all the breakout momentum traders needed. All right, let's get into it, chat. You guys are a little bit crazier than I am. Let me just say that. I see you guys in the chat, what you're talking about. And uh, I'm not going to bring it up here publicly, but who knows, really? Who knows what happened with that pipeline? But let's get into the market. Let's take a look at the action right now. The SPY is ripping. Got above that 377.99, and you can see it was acting as resistance in the kind of the pre-market hours. And after hours yesterday, we couldn't get through that 378. Today, we pulled back close towards that 370, and then just quickly right back up. And it just says that, just like that, you're right back up there towards that 379. And what happened today, right? Well, a simple outlook could be some of the indicators that I talked about on pre-market prep, right? It was, let's watch the dollar index. Does that turn around? Slowly but surely on the day, it's coming on down. The question will be, it's interesting because it did peak around kind of that 1020, has been going down since. Will it end of day green, yet you get a green spy day? That is interesting to me. That's actually a good sign for the market overall. Now, if we take a look at the bonds action that's going on, let me take a look at the 10 years, see where it's at right now. You know, the 10 years has been moving around all day. I saw it up towards 3.79 at one point in the day. So I'm going to take a look here to see where we have it right now. Looks like I have 3.75. So that came slightly down from where it was at, thus giving us a little bit of cushion for that run that we got in the SPY, the SPY taking off. And of course, what also helped this? Well, let's take a look. OPEC news coming out. And wouldn't you know it, OPEC stepping up to the plate and doing some cuts. Now, of course, this is uh, was a question that we were asking. Was it going to be the buy the rumor sell the news, and it was the actual opposite. It looked like they ripped it on this news. Let's talk about the OPEC news, and let's get it in here, the headlines. Let me go ahead and just pull it on up. I have so many banners here. There's OPEC. Let's talk about it. So OPEC Plus made the decision to reduce production by 2 million barrels per day for November. You guys can take a look. Let's look at XLE, the energy sector, and look how this is taking off today. This is what I'll put up, and then I'll go through some oil names. But definitely XLE taking off here. Estimates on the cut for OPEC Plus were 
for them to impose cuts somewhere between 500,000 and 2 million barrels. What happened here? Well, of course, WTI starting to kind of get on up there. Let me see where it's at right now. I was watching it at lunchtime. Let me go take a look. looks like we're around 87.69, so even higher than where I originally kind of had this. And you could see the spike there when it happened, especially after the 10.30, the EIA number. But one thing that is a battle back, Biden stepping up to the plate and saying, no, 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 OPEC, I don't like what you're doing here. So what? I still have one more trick up my sleeve here. And I'm going to go ahead and bring in the news now. Biden also mentioned after this that uh, had they, he had directed the Department of Energy to release another 10 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve next month. What is this a counter? It's a counter to OPEC, right? Cutting the production of 2 million barrels. Um, and so is this going to be a perfect kind of meet to standard? No, but it definitely will help. In the, in the move that you're seeing here. So Biden trying to do all the stops he could. He's asked OPEC not to do this. And OPEC said, you know what? We're worried more about price than worrying about if the consumers can handle this price. Now let's take a look. What happened to these oil stocks today? Well, one that I traded, full disclosure, which was MRO towards the upside, could have been one that I could have held for a really nice play. But wasn't one that I held all that move and it continued on up, but nothing like that XOM move trying to get to the 100, getting to 99.99 today. And look at it on the daily from just Monday, the 26th of September to October 5th today. That's a 18.4% move in Exxon Mobil. And not what we want to see, really. This is why you have seen me say countless times that the Fed will not pivot until inflation truly comes down because this can continue happening. I mean, let's take a look at some other kind of plays that are out there that have been moving that are inflationary if they keep kicking up like they're doing right now. So, of course, oil could be one thing you're looking at. But, of course, keep your eyes on UNG. Look at that reversal now. Starting to start getting that move up. I'm going to be watching UNG the next couple of days and take a look at coal today continuing to move. You can take a look at BTU. I tried to bring some of these up in the kind of the pre-market prep time. I know some people were asking me for certain plays. Talked about AMR as being one of those plays to watch out for. It got a nice move up after a really quick dip at the open all the way up there towards 153, another one, CEIX. Talked about this one this morning. Now having a bad day there, 2.66%, making its way back towards 72. We'll see if it gets towards the high of 76. But this is definitely something to keep on watch. What will happen to these commodities? And what will happen to, like, let's say wheat? I've been seeing wheat slowly start going on up. we got to keep our eyes on these kind of inflationary pressures because inflation keeps getting sticky guess what we're just going to keep raising those rates and it could go far into next year if inflation doesn't turn around and so this is why i still think that there's some headwinds on in the market that's why i don't think this is a market bottom but where is the level that we've been calling out in pre-market prep 
Well, it's going to be on Joel's and Dennis's 50% retracement. Somewhere up here towards the 385, 384 range. That's what we're going to be watching to see what happens there. Will we get back up there in the next couple of days? Will it just be a, you know, three, four-day rally? We've seen this happen before, especially in bear markets. Now, let me catch up with some of the comments in the chat. What's going on out there? BTU's been talking about it a week. Big unleveraged play. Way to nail it, Jay. Got to give you the shout out. I mean, BTU is such a nice player, right? I would agree with that, Jay. But hey, maybe to each his own. Um, and I know that a lot of people were, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hit Dennis a little later tomorrow to, on that BTU to the short side call. But don't worry about it, Jay. We'll keep watching these cold plays. Um, and now we got to keep watch, right? And now we need to kind of keep looking out to see what happens with inflation if we're going to get this rise in oil. Of course, they're trying to get it back to maybe $100 a barrel. Will it get back there? I think that's questions that you need to start asking yourself. Will oil rally back to that $100 a barrel? Right now, let me take a look. Uh, WTI continuing on the day is up at 88. We need to get it back above the 90. Remember that when that cracked, it was a big important price point to see it crack through that 80 price point. Now we're back towards 87, trying to get to the 90s. We'll see if we get back to 100. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into some other stocks that we're moving today. Like always, guys, if you guys have tickers that you guys saw moving, throw them up in the chat. You know, I'm not, I'm not having Joel a little bit here. I can be a little bit more free and just kind of move around and take stocks that you guys are looking at. But just wanted to bring in the energy outlook, which I think is very important and vital to if we're ever going to truly have a big rally. I think it's going to come when we see inflation come down. That's just what I can kind of just just leave it at that for me. When I see inflation come down, that's when you guys are going to see me flip to the bullish side. Until then, I've already determined you can't go ahead and call it the bottom if inflation is going to stay up. All right, now let's go to Chewy. Chewy, massive, massive move. I agree with you guys. What the hell is going on in Chewy? Let's talk about it. I don't know what's going on in Chewy. The only thing that I know is it made a really nice little pattern there. I saw that popping up when I was on live trading, getting right towards the end of it. We ended right around 11. Was looking for that to continue, and it just pushed on out there. What's going on with this big push? Honestly, I looked around and could not find a single damn thing. This doesn't happen often, guys. I even asked our reporters. We were looking for it, trying to find the answer for Chewy moving up this much. But not a bad day. Over 10% day there for Chewy. We'll just have to keep watching to see if we get a day two style move. All right, let's keep going. That will not happen until 2024, says Dunka Dave. Well, if inflation takes to 2024 to come down, well, guess what? It's going to be a long time being a bear. 
<laughs> Don't get Dave. They're going to be hating me on this show because uh, I hate to be a bear, but things need to change. They haven't changed. Uh, Chewy is just difficult. I don't know what's going on with that, but let's keep going. Let's take a look what else is moving on out there. How did Apple perform on the day? We're back into the green there. We talked about the 150 area in the pre-market prep hour. We were seeing this come back down and it went down fast on that ISM number. Um, and we got that ISM number to register at 56.7% which really wasn't anything to make me feel like we could have sold off that fast. So it just seemed to me like this was a little bit of a crappy kind of move down. And then all of a sudden V bottom back to the top. That's how the algos and the institutionals can squash retail because let's just be honest, who was holding through and thinking that you were getting that big bullish upbreak after that quick down move that we saw. And it showed up in the spy. Also, it wasn't just on, you know, kind of the, uh, let's say the leaders, you could see that quick little crack at 10 and it went down fast, but then eventually just went sideways. So sideways action always gives you that ability that you can start coming back on up. Throw a dog a bone is probably what is going on in Chewy, but hey, it's a hard one there. All right, let's go to Snow. Snow getting a nice little lift on up. So Maybe a shout out to my man, Sean Udall. They were tough on him today. He was calling out Snow. He was calling out Unity. He was calling out Meta. Not a bad day for those stocks. I mean, can't blame him for the outlook on there. One that he did call out that I would say I, I would like more than the other ones that he called out was this Twilio. Because Twilio has been one of those stocks that at the end of the day, it's, it powers, it's the thing behind the thing. We, we say this often in Benzinga. And what does that mean? Well, it powers a lot of the apps that you know on an everyday basis. And so with that being said, since it's more of a technology play, I think this is not a bad one to keep on your eyesight because it's not a subscriber play like, let's say, Asana, right? They need subscribers, right? I would, I would go ahead and push that Twilio is going to have a higher probability of being a winner in a recessionary environment than let's say like an Asana. That's just what I would say. Or also a HubSpot. That's what I would say. But we'll see what happens. I mean, these stocks are definitely the ones that have the high PE, have recession concerns. And I don't think that they're recession proof. That's just what I feel. All right, we'll keep going. Let's take a look on what else is moving on out there. Let's take a look at ARC. How did we do in the arc today? Well, it looks like we're actually going to close the day red in arc. That shows me a little bit here that the only thing that was holding it up was not all the big movers, right? It wasn't it wasn't Roku bigger position. Um, and how did Tesla perform today? Wanted to see if Tesla was going to come back up towards the green. It's trying to make its way. It, it got down there towards two thirty three, uh, two thirty four. Now it's back towards two forty one. Doesn't look too bad, but did you see the cruise lines just get hit hard? Even though Norwegian made that monster move yesterday, and look, it's it's starting to get back a little bit. It, it just sunk right out the gates there, boom! Right right before the open, it just went down, went towards that twelve seventy. But look at that reversal right back up. A lot of the stocks look very similar to the overall market. What does that show us? High correlation. And how the market 
is driving the game right now. All right, we'll take a look at what happened in the green energy sector. Let's go to solar, Richard. That's what you're calling out there. Let's take a look at the solar names. So if you take a look at technology, it was the second leading sector. It probably would have been the leading sector if it wasn't for one area. It was solar. Solar really hit it hard. and It was down about 6% overall. And if you take a look, a lot of these just got crushed. ENPH crushed. One thing that I will say, though, is ENPH right back into the window. So if it can hold this window, get back above the 270s, it could make its way back. I'll look for more support to actually really hold around the 256 area and then not break that tomorrow. Sold down 8%, run down. And first solar, one that I'm watching to see if we can close back above and hold the 134.80 area. If that can hold there, I feel that we can still bounce back, but definitely these sold off really quickly there in first solar. We'll see if they can make a lift, especially tomorrow, but definitely a big down day in some solar stocks. But you see they're coming back a little bit, just like a lot of them that sold off. They're starting to make its way back. Spy. I spy with my little eyes. What's going on? It got up there to 379.50. Will we get towards the 380s? I mean, it's holding the pullback towards 378 now. That's a good outlook. It's just continuing to stair step up. Those two names will come back. Options bumping EMPH. I mean, it's not a bad one to keep on watch. And the pullback is kind of measured into that gap zone which is a good look, actually. If it can hold that gap zone on ENPH, even though it cut through it and went down lower, it's recovering there, ENPH. Semiconductor is not having a bad day there. Let's take a look at some of the higher cap ones having a decent day. TSM, look at this bounce back in a couple of days. Like we talked about today, would the semiconductors be the stock that lead back the rally? Well, at least for the time being, even in the bear market rallies, they are the stocks that have tendencies to lead that rally back, right? This TSM move in three days, what do we got here? We got about a 10% day, a 10% three-day three move. NVIDIA trying to get back into the green. It's up slightly right now. It is trying to continue on up. It's up about 10% also. Take a look at Qualcomm having a decent day in just about three days up about 10%. And so that shows me more and more. These are really starting to get that nice lift. Intel, what is it up? Up about 7%. Not as much love for Intel as some expected, but not a bad move either. AMD is a little bit slower here and getting through yesterday's high, not as high as you seeing NVIDIA, but still up 7.5. So keep these ones on your radar. We'll see how the semis can continue making moves. AMD is still rather weak, though. I agree, Spiel. It's a good comment. AMD is probably one of the weaker ones. That's interesting to me. Don't expect to see that continue, the trend. But let's see what happens in the next couple of days. It also has some resistance, right? I mean, let me draw this up. This was an older line here. Uh, but let me draw this up there towards this kind of wick area. That's around the 68.71s. Can we get back to 70? If not, we could just trade sideways here. Oh, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. She could call me. Don't worry. Get in trouble, but she could give me a call. I told her I'd be her technical analysis if she needs it. Um, but 
Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. We'll see if that can come back, right? I mean, what a what a week. I mean, if we look back, you know, this was just just at 310. It's already back down to 240s. That is not what you want to see. And just about less than two weeks, we've gone down about what 23% in Tesla. So essentially it's in its own bear market, Tesla, in the last two weeks. Jay, uh, added to Cliff. Ooh, adding to Cliff. I see you taking a little bit of shots on the steel game. Um, that one's a hard one. And, you know, uh, we got mixed signals, right, from the steel, right? Nucor gave us horrible signals, but one that gave us decent signals was steel dynamics. Steel dynamics is not a bad one to keep in mind. I really like the way this one trades when it ha- finds a trend. When it finds a trend, you can see it on the chart here. It makes these nice expansion moves up. It does, you know, do the same thing for the down moves. It makes, you know, when it cracks, it cracks hard too. But when it drives, it has a tendency of doing these two, three, four-day moves. And that's what you're looking for in a pattern to try to find maybe a stock that is really starting to get going here. So Steel Dynamics, not a bad one. In three days, about 12%. All right, let's keep going. Industrial is getting a little bit of a bounce back, and this is not a bad area that I think to watch for next year investments. And so I had this green line drawn way back. I actually created this October 1st in 21. We haven't broken this, team. And so I'm looking to see if we can actually start closing back towards the 3,500. And this is overall industrials, right? And so in the long run, I'm going to be looking for when we actually do get that inflation changing on over, this is an area that I would be looking to dip my toes in. Now, of course, today, what do we have leading? We got security, we got tools, uh, you got renting services. There's a lot going on here. Nothing that I would be, you know, calling out, you know, uh, I'm jumping out, but Look at Rider Storm, uh, Rider Systems, trying to make a nice little move on up. Of course, this is kind of a rental, almost a trucking play, I would say. Uh, but not a bad monthly chart, trying to make another step up. These are smaller moving plays, these industrial plays. Financial services, continuing a little bit of a lift. Healthcare is an area that we've been definitely keeping an eye on. Biotech's not looking too bad there. Moderna having another green day. Let's go to the daily candles. And you can start seeing more of this kind of green little push. Gilead getting a nice little lift there. VRTX was looking to see if we were going to get back to 300. And there you have it. Already into the 300s and starting to close above. Joel would say here, uh, folks, we are leaking here towards the close. So uh, will it hold? Leaking. Leaking towards the close. I appreciate the comments, Bean and Rice. R is a buyout rumor. Interesting, Jay. I hadn't even heard that. Ryder could be a buyout rumor. Haven't heard that one. We'll have to look into that. All right. Look at the spy turn right back down. And of course, right towards the close, it's going to say, no, I'm not going to get through that 378. I'm going to give you a long wick up on the hourly and pull back. That's why I love the hourly charts, guys. We get uh, around a lot of the volatility by using the hourly charts. And I've talked about this constantly, how this is my favorite chart. And it's given me a lot of edge when I've focused on just hourlies 
So just kind of pulling that out there, not saying that they give it to you, but who knows, maybe you can start using hourlies and performing better. A lot of times what I see on hourlies is these big pullbacks. I actually look for those big pullbacks on the hourly. All right, let's keep going. Let's take a look at some other stocks that are out there. Spy continuing to leak there. Now Apple starting to leak right back down. We'll see what happens there. Microsoft, Google, uh, they bounced. Will they just start leaking back? Tesla was making a big move up in the last couple of minutes. And right back, right back down there. We'll see what happens there and how we end the day. Let's take a look at some other news that was out today. Of course, Twitter. How did the Twitter stock perform? Well, it did make a little push there towards 52, but coming on back now and definitely volatile. I mean, this this was making big moves right before the open. Did get a little bit of a bounce. Got up there to a high today of 52, but then starts leaking right back down. It's just a hard arbitrage style play. Ford, uh, Ford getting a little bit of a bounce today. And there was some news with Qualcomm that they were talking about. And uh, this was definitely something that was interesting. You could see that they were talking about that they're going to use it in their super duty trucks. Ford is getting some lift today. Can it continue going? The only thing I could see it doing is maybe filling in the gap zone towards 1275. We did that in the pre-market action. Uh, you could see this little spike. It went to 12.75, and then of course, what does it do? Turns right back down towards the support. But if you use the hourly chart, you use the hourly chart, you're going to see that that was clear, defined support that you could have been attacking on that big pullback towards the 12.15 area. It went and it took what two cents below that 12.15 and bounced right back up. That's why I like the hourly charts. We'll see what Ford can continue doing. Will it actually close towards that 1275 and try to make its way after its rating today towards 14? And that came from Morgan Stanley's upgrade to overweight with a 14 price target. All right, we'll see what else is going on out there. Let's take a look. Uh, LMT just flushed a full handle. Poof. Uh, Lockheed Martin. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Lockheed Martin's a hard one, man. I, I mean, it, it's been one that's been making, you know, this doesn't turn away. It just keeps going up. But is this the dip you want to buy? It's not a bad dip on the monthlies, right? I mean, if you take a look at the monthlies, there's some resistance over here that's starting to try to play as support, which is around the 390s. Just needs to start really coming back. Look at the weeklies. See if that can come on back here. And just in the last couple of minutes, yeah, just definitely getting hit. Spy getting hit. I don't know if anything came in with some sell imbalances. I can try to take a look at that. Just give me a second here. Let's look at the sell imbalances. I'm pulling up my pro. Ooh, 1.7 billion to the sell side. So the billions will definitely get us a little bit of movement. Now, will it really kind of break down there? That's what you got to go ahead and look. Did the dollar catch a bounce? That's what I'm wondering. And the dollar did bounce a little bit, not enough to where I'd say it caught a bounce. It just bounced a couple cents, but something to keep on watch. Jay, can't type and no mic though? Jay, you're always welcome on if you want to come on and talk. <laughs> Bosick at speaks at 4 p.m. Well, it's after the close, so I won't stress too much about that. All right, let's keep going. Buy side pivot. Who knows, Karen? I can't blame you on that outlook. I think at the end of the day, 
you know, the rallies are going to come. And it's okay to play these rallies, day trading, swing trading, maybe even a day two move. But from here on, it gets a little bit tough, right? Will we hang out at the 378 or will we get back towards that 50% retracement up towards the 385? It's something I think we just have to wait and see. Now, one kind of quote that I caught today in the market um, that maybe you guys want to hear about. Well, it was interesting to me. Um, and, and this is from San Stovall, our CFRA chief investment strategist. Uh, he mentioned this on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. He does come on my show, Stock Market Movers, from time to time. But he said that the last five of the last bear markets since 1950 ended in October. Now, one thing he did say, though, is that we're down 25 percent. But bear markets in recession usually decline about 35 percent and doing so over a 15 month period. I think this is interesting to find out because his outlook would be 3200s. We'll see if we ever get back down there. But I think it's interesting that he mentioned that the five of the last uh, bear markets since 1950 ended in October. Why could that be? It's interesting to keep in mind. Who knows? Maybe it did end here. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. The only thing I can point to is there's still headwinds. There's some pretty good traders in this chat. Yes, I love it. That's what it's about. What, what you're saying right there, Debbie, that's what it's about right there. That's what I do why I do because you guys in the chat, you guys are community. You guys can help each other keep pushing forward. I can definitely be here every single day for you, but there's nothing like seeing you guys in the chat actually help each other out, point to news, say, hey, did you see this today? Talk about it because in the long run, when you really build up a team of some good friends of traders that are around you, a community like we have here at Benzinga, you can truly up your skill. And another major important thing is bending that learning curve and learning faster. Because why? Because you're getting from experienced traders that have gone through the ups and downs. So power to you guys in the chat. Keep it up. Keep talking to yourselves. And even if you're not talking to us and you're just keeping on about stocks that you guys are following, I love it. So keep it up. All right, let's go ahead. We'll take a look at what else is making moves. I love you too, Wayno. Let's do it. All right, let's take a look at what else is moving in the markets. I wanted to take a look at, let's go towards some stocks that have been kind of getting a little bit of lift. Um, you know what? I have a relative scanner that I like using sometimes. So let's use the relative scanner here. So I have a relative scanner that has a proprietary that it uses a five-day price trend versus the market. And I use this often to sometimes just find the best plays that are making moves. So let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about this, and then I'll get you guys on out of here. Ding, ding, ding is right. We did get the close there. Closing price, what do we got it at? Uh, 377.15. So um, not the best day there, at least on the close, but a good bounce back. AZO, one of the best stocks in the last five days. That had a monster move with the buyback that was mentioned today. Then you got a couple more. I'm going to really quickly roll through some of these. Brown, brown. I'm going to go to the daily candles just so you can see the recent daily action and why you might be wanting to keep these on your radar. You got AFL. Aflac, an insurance stock making a, a big move. ACN, 
not having a bad time. Traveler's Company getting a little lift. EMN, I heard that was kind of like a buyout rumor that's out there. UDR, REIT, that's interesting to keep in mind. Definitely watch that. Um, did I even go up high enough? There you go. That's what I want to point out. BM, BIB, that's holding up, right? Look at this move in MRO. Big move in the last couple of days. A lot of these are going to be oil names. DVN, HES, Fangs, Fang, Energy Play, getting a little bit of a lift. Not a bad thing to keep on watch. A lot of resistance above. Could try to keep going. EOG, Oil Play, Slum, Oil Play, um, Information Technology Play, DXC. Don't know this one too often, but just trying to call out some relative strength for you guys out there to maybe find a stock that you haven't heard of before. All right, that's going to do it for me. Another one that was interesting has been the gold play, but you can see how that pulled back today and so did silver. And a lot of that is what? The dollar strength coming back. So when the dollar is weak, silver and gold. When the dollar is strong, well, you probably don't want to be playing those to the long side. And maybe it's time to take the profits. Brown and Brown is insurance. So interesting to see a couple of insurance plays popping up on the scanner. That's going to do it for me, guys. I'm going to keep on going here on Benzinga and keep battling like always. Uh, today is Wednesday, so we don't have anything after the show, but I will be back tomorrow. Pre-market prep and we'll have Joel O'Connor back. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's at the close. I tried to get into a lot of different stocks, a lot of areas to make sure that you guys always keep up with relative strength. That's what I like to find. Where are the strong stocks? Where are the weak stocks? Let's make sure that we know those so that we can know where the money's rotating to and where the money's rotating against. That's what I always try to pay attention to. That's why I do so much sector to industry analysis. And some might not want to keep up with all the stocks, but a lot of you guys out there want to go ahead and know where the money's rotating. I'll make sure to keep that up. I'll see you guys next time. Smash the like on your way out and let's keep battling together into this market because that's what it's all about. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.